0: fire, we be lit, lit. It's a unique hustle, big big big, shit. big, shit. big, shit. big shit. It's a unique hustle, nigga, big shit, big shit, big, shit. big, shit. big, shit. big shit. Name another
1: podcast like this? Check it, check it, check it. It's a unique hustle. It's your boy ECO, and I'm here with the lovely, amazing, official Miss Jamaica. What's going on?
0: Nothing, not
1: Man, hey, man, it's another day, man. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'll be glad and rejoice in it. Hey, man, just, uh, man, this here, a uh, special episode, man, we, we reach out, man, to this guy, man, because I know already, uh, this guy, uh, he been around, he knows a lot about a lot of things. Uh, this guy here, man, uh, knows a lot about me too, but at the end of the day, man, uh, we wanted to bring him on just to kind of talk to him about entrepreneurship. We wanted to talk to him about, uh, just working in the community, uh, being one that's a positive influence in the community, man, one that looks out for people when they come into town all type of good stuff like that my guy christopher justice is in the building with justice global protection what's going on
2: shit ain't that much man just trying to make
1: it man hey man thank <laughs> you for coming on the show oh thank you man hey man and is
0: justice your real name yes oh, that's my last name just i'm playing I know it's so crazy that you ended up in this profession and justice is your last name exactly that is it, so it fits crazy.
1: right
2: it fits perfectly went to school for criminal justice at uh, eastville college did
0: you things. do it just because that was your last name? Well, it's
2: catchy, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like it only made sense. Well, well you know criminal justice always gonna happen, so right. we'll
1: get into the field.
0: Mm, that's wow. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so so being uh that I know we always go back down the, the back, you know, story on different individuals, we we wanna ask him a little bit about how he came up. Uh, where he's from and all that good stuff. Being from East Texas, shout out East Texas, man! We're in the building once again. East Texas, what's <laughs> up?
0: <laughs> so, and is that what you always wanted to do from a young age, or you wanted to do something else?
2: Well, young age, uh, military.
0: Military, military. What you, you, you know, always. Uh, so, how, from what age did you want to be military?
2: Well, we grew up watching GI Joe, so you know, you've so, always wanted to be. So, um, you know, most of my cousins they went in and for me, and then uh, you know, I was like, you know, that's what I'm gonna do. Really. Why?
1: Yeah, so how, when you went in how old were you when you went into the military? I was 21. 21 you know. when you went. What what hesitated you cuz yeah, I know
0: cuz normally people go in right after high school. Well,
1: you know, I was
2: um, I wasn't
0: mm, Go ahead tell no, I, I was
1: I was kind of thuggish, so, you know. Okay. Then,
0: thuggish in the country?
1: Yeah. What, know, what do you mean one of the, thuggish in the country? What the, the country? hell does that mean? <laughs> Y'all sure got a stigma about the country, man. Yeah, so in the country? Yeah. The hell, you mean? <laughs> I mean, you could be anything you want to be, just like the army. If you really place yourself in the right situation mentally, so at the end of the day, I mean, you could get in trouble in the country. I got partners that got life sentences down that's from the country. Some of them just now getting out exactly. from the country. Oh, okay. Like, so, okay. <laughs> so you blessed to make it up out the country. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, so you went in at twenty one. What did you go into the army?
2: Yeah, went to the army.
1: Okay, and and then you. How long did you stay in the army? Because you switched
2: up, didn't you? Well, I got uh, got out to go to college, you know, and then um, got tired a little bit. Then went to the Air Force Reserve, and then went back after the army. Okay, so you didn't finish
0: yeah. college. No. Okay, basically you, you got out to go to college, but um, because I know a lot of people do college while they're in the military.
2: Well, it was kind of hard, like the. the the first couple of years I was in, you couldn't too much do it because I was always rapidly deploying and stuff like that. Okay. So that's why I've been pretty much all over the world and stuff like that.
1: Um. So, uh, going back into it, man. Just uh. So being in the military. Um. How long did you stay in the army when you first went in? Uh, six years. Six years. Six
2: years. You know.
1: You You went out the country. Where was you at?
2: Well, my last place was Iraq. So it was hot, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna reenlist.
1: So you was active and <laughs> <laughs> you was uh, you was active actually. It was that during the time when yeah. when the when the, uh what was it? Uh go, well, that how
0: hot does it get? An all right Yeah. just say like
2: uh, 120, 130. hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. You know, it's
1: real heat. Mm. You and know. you're having
0: a lot of clothes
1: and then we're in the war so
0: right you know, <laughs> you
1: know. man I want to thank you for going over there like that man because you was over there and, and and was that the that was the first was that, the, that, was, that the was the first, first one
2: 2003 and then uh, when I went back in I went to Korea, that was 2008 and I come back went to Fort Hood then we went to Iraq again and shut it down in 2011. So I was with the unit that shut down Iraq. Wow. So, but, you know. and
0: you know, one thing I've always wondered. So, seeing all of that, because I hear a lot of stories about people being in the military, and you were in the midst of all of that. So, you were able to see a lot of. Did you see a lot of deaths? Did you see a lot of tragic?
2: Well, don't forget, you know, I grew up in Gethsemane so I I was already seeing that. Okay. And <laughs> you know, so i was trying to, try to tell <laughs> you, military, <laughs> it's, you know, was natural to me. You know, I've seen. You know, because I can't take- you see
0: so many military people who come back home and having nightmares and don't know how to function in society. So what causes all of that? Well, coming from the military,
2: most of them, you know, they haven't experienced what I've experienced, you know. So, growing up in Gas Emily, you know, I've seen everything, and and
1: and, you know, rightfully, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. and I'm from Gas Assembly so mm-hmm. just in case you didn't know, and uh, I always tell the story about Daddy getting shot in the head at that at <laughs> that, that uh, gambling shack over there in mm-hmm. front of Bubble Lane Stowe, uh, on the side of Bubble Lane Stowe, and my Uncle Jim got killed in the same uh, gambling shack, and okay. then Uncle Johnny burnt it down. All of them passed away now, so I can talk openly about that. And your, your Uncle Jim shot my Uncle Joe, too. Sure did. My <laughs> right. Uncle Jim shot your Uncle Joe. So this is stuff that happened uh, all the time when it comes. That's why when coming out here, people was like, oh, man, it's bad. I thought of South Dallas and all that is It's assembly. Like, we was already doing that stuff already. So it wasn't nothing to transfer up here and do whatever, you know but it didn't intimidate anybody. No, 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 not like that. But yeah. at the end of the day, just when you left and went over there and, and you got in the midst of all that, uh, was it a deal where you had to adjust when you first went into the military? Cause there was a lot of rules, you know, we we didn't have just as many rules.
2: <laughs> well, for one, you know, I had a a baby. So, yeah. you know, regardless of what I was going through and I had a wife, so I had the man up. So we'll, no matter what, you know, you got family to take care of, so.
1: Had to do what you had to do. Had, had to do what I had to do. Wow. So that and, that, and the crazy thing about that is, you know, um, you you went in after I know I know. House shout out, house shout mm-hmm. out to uh, Willie Ray. You know what I'm saying? You went in. You went in after they had already joined. Well, I know he was in. House yeah. was in the navy. Willie Ray was in the, in the army. What made you pick just the army over the navy?
2: Well, Willie Ray. You know, then plus I didn't think about. You know, I'm not about to get on a boat.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did that, that, that just didn't, didn't seem right with me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be on the boat all the time. So, yeah. Willie Ray, you know, because he's just come, he come down more than a horse. Yeah. Like, uh, and make us do push ups and stuff like that. Crazy <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Army.
0: But you want I heard you mention something about going into the Air Force too.
2: Well, I did that, you know, in between my uh, breaking, as they right. call it, breaking active duty. Okay. Because, you know, it was Freeport's right down the street. So I didn't want to do Army Reserve, I did Air Force Reserve. Uh,
0: so you can fly a plane? No,
2: <laughs> I <laughs>
0: thought everybody in the air force. You really it, think yeah, that? It's a kid. See what
2: I got to deal no, with? No, I- no, you got different, uh, no different D- jobs, different. Like me, I was a, a driver, so you know I would drive, you know, like the buses or the trucks okay, or okay. whatever, the fuel
1: trucks, so.
0: Shoot, if and, I went in Air Force, I want to know how to fly.
1: Well, some people mechanics. Yeah, it's all type mechanics. of stuff, and then some people make different type of weaponry. There's all different type of things that's going to be in there. It ain't going to just be people just flying a jet. Okay. You got to. them pilots, you know. But yeah. you can't do that right. yeah. if you want to. You know, you
2: got the eyes for it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, okay. My thing is, you you get you get in all these different situations when you go out of the country, come back. Go through all life, and then how were you when you finally say, "You know what? I'm done with it. I'm coming home."
2: Well, no. Well, I got injured, so you know, okay. I, got, I got a medical discharge. You know, I was still, would still probably be retired or still be in. Okay. You know,
1: because military, it, it's it's great.
0: You yeah. love it
1: that
2: you much. Know? Yeah, I mean, like you you have a purpose, you know, and then um, you know it's for the country.
1: Yeah, and, and I remember talking to you, you when know? you was out the country. I don't know who I was with, but we called you on the phone. I, I can't remember. I just know we called you. And you answered, and you was having a good time. You was not in America, for sure.
2: Exactly. You know, because, you know, you, you the military have you set up, because they have clubs or whatever. Everything you need, you, you got in the military. And you got a guaranteed check. Yeah. You know, that's why I try to tell people. You, you know, you Except got a guarantee.
0: Except from your family,
2: you miss your family. No, you, I mean, your family's with you. Unless unless you uh, deploy it like, uh, combat or something like that, your family can go everywhere with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they have base housing everywhere around the world, whether you're in Japan, Korea, Germany. Your family can go with you.
1: But at any rate, um, the, the thing you got to realize, man, is when, when you when you look at, uh, uh, you know, being in the military and being a guy that's looking from the outside, I always like, man, you know, you you thank everybody. I I think the guys that go in there and uh, do what they do for the country. You know what I mean? But this is an open. You can do whatever you want to do. You can choose to do whatever you want to uh, participate in whatever uh Political. I don't really care for either one of the parties, to be quite honest with you, because I feel like you know everything's just pretty much over the top, and I never could agree with 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 certain ways that we were being treated as a people. And I'm trying to get through that because you you need to vote. Everybody mm-hmm. need to vote. Exactly. So I get it, but I definitely do have issues with um, different things that I don't. You know what I mean? Things.
2: They got the testimony right there.
1: I have an assignment uh, on the seventeenth of eleven, American Airlines, and a President Trump rally. Let me know if you want assignment. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so, and, and, but people can get a wrong understanding. Or either, it's your decision or choice to be whatever you choose to be. And, and it's your, and at the end of the day, I can respectfully say I could care less, but a lot of people, I'm telling you, I had heard a lot of them like, man, what is he doing with Trump? Why is he with these people? Why is he, do you, how do it's you feel job. about, yeah, it's just a job. Well,
2: you know, I actually like, I actually like Trump. You know, if, if, if you paid attention to what he was saying, you would love Trump. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the mainstream media, what they're telling you, it's totally different than what his ideas. You know, if you go way back on Trump,
1: Trump always said what he's you
2: know what I'm saying he was for America
1: you yeah. know what I'm saying and so I agree uh I I also say when Trump was before he was president he was with all the black people you could find him with. exactly had will Smith he was on every show he was on every meeting it, it wasn't nobody tripping on Trump when all this stuff went before his presidency I'm telling you and remember he the one that saved Mike Tyson you know I, what I'm
2: saying I remember that. I can't with the, with the right with the rape. He saved him. He the one saved Mike Tyson. Go back. That's why I tell people, go back to that. He the one that stood up for Mike Tyson. He the one put the money up for Mike Tyson. Because remember, they had so, uh, froze all of Mike Tyson. God damn. Assets.
1: Okay, but God. then but when you think about the park and the five guys and all that, I know you hear about the five and he was... he, he was. Well, you know, remember, he's a New York guy. And, and then with
2: the, the, way, the way the story came out, even at Eastfield, we, we, we did that story. You know, they had all these witnesses came forward about about these people. He was just upset that a woman had got, you know, in his hood.
1: So basically he was he was pretty much trying to uh, in, inject justice into a wrongful situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if, if people go back and look at the case, and that's why I was telling you, you have to
2: do your research, you know, just like with the Breonna Taylor stuff. Okay. Do your
1: research. Quit letting the mainstream media put it one way. Okay. You do know, you do you feel like black people in America are getting their just due? Well, the, the problem is
2: uh, we have to
1: stop calling ourselves that. Okay. That that's explain.
2: That's the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm brown. You know okay. what I'm saying? Black means I'm not existing. You understand?
1: Okay. That, that's why we we have to quit calling ourselves so, that. Well, people that don't look like our uh, constituencies. So if you you because you do have a difference, whether you want to. Uh, admit it or not When I come into a room If I'm in this room And I'm a brother And you come up in a situation Where you going for a job And Do you feel like There's a fair chance For each individual To get that job
2: Well it's all about your skill set I mean I've been in these situations <laughs> For the time See what I'm saying It's it's not about skin color Because remember Skin color is not race
1: Skin color Like oh, well, I'm going to ask you about
2: Barack Obama What's his race
1: I have no idea because I know his mother is white and his dad's African. He's Caucasian, one
2: hundred percent. I don't ca-
1: see. I don't see. I don't see okay. that. The
2: Caucasian race, parts of Europe, Asia, and North Africa, and the Horn of Africa.
1: I don't. I don't. Kenya see that. is in the Horn of Africa. Those are Caucasian. I, really, I, I don't see him as being an African. No. I mean, I don't see him as being a, 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 a Caucasian. No, no What that, do you think? No, that's what I'm
2: saying. See you you got to look up the Caucasian I'm race. Caucasian race don't have nothing to do with skin color. What if, do you think?
0: I haven't researched it, so yeah. I wouldn't know.
2: Do your do, you, do your research and see. That's that's where see they use skin color for us. That's our ignorance,
1: because we think skin color is a race. Okay, well, let me ask you this then: <laughs> When it came down to slavery and the ancestors that went through what they went through, do you think that happened, or do you? Because because that's a good question right there. You, what 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 the hell color was they? According to my research, I, I wish i knew we
2: was gonna ask this. I'd have run my book, and you will see the actual slaves that came here. Were
1: pale skinned, the Irish, the Scottish, the Wales. So you saying no African dark skinned? There is there no, no dark listen, people of color that went through slavery. Are
2: you crazy? Listen, okay, no. Listen, what 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 they called slavery back then was non believers, and employment. You know what I'm saying? So with with this whole you, got, you go back and research. I can bring you the information when we come back. We
1: do our offline. So you're you saying you, the Kunta Kinte thing is made up? They make that up for us. So you saying there is no black people that ever went through uh, oppression and slavery and whips like Django? You know the movie Django, mm. like it depicts where where a black man is being enslaved and oppressed, and I, and the house in the back is the is the is the house where the slave uh, stays, him and his uh, family or whatever that, and then you got the house. uh I ain't gonna say the word. We a house nigga that's in the house, you know what I mean, taking care of the nice stuff, living on in master's house. This this is a whole fake concept. That no, that that <laughs> listen, that type of stuff went down,
2: but it wasn't during the time that you think on those movies. You know what I'm saying? Like if you was somebody's uh servant, you know, they might have mistreated you or whatever, but the way the movie put it, they they whitewashed everything.
1: Well, then you got to get into that further. That's a good conversation. I, I never talked to you about that. and been knowing you the, a long time. Um, I just really know that uh, throughout history, uh, even in the Bible, there's always been oppressed people. And I don't think that'll ever change. There's oppressed people out right now in this day and time in certain situations in certain countries. So I don't think that ever goes away.
2: Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with skin color. There's That's-
0: mental oppression, too.
1: The, Mental oppression as
2: well. You see, it has nothing to do with skin color. But see, they trick us. See, the, the, the politicians, they only use uh, the so-called black pain for everything, for profit. That's why it's always, like if you listen to t- TV, radio, they always got some commercial about you know, that t- talk about black oppression and stuff like that. It's only for politics.
0: But being from the country, and I know that in the country um, racism exists, more prevalent than, you know, in the city somewhat out, outright, I should say, because I've heard a lot of stories. Um But what I'm asking is, you know, he mentioned earlier, like if I go for a job and there's somebody else of another race going for a job and so forth, and we're both equally qualified, but the person who's interviewing you is from that other race. Don't you think that sometimes in some cases that they'll just, although you are equally qualified or even more qualified than the other person, that they will choose that other person over you?
2: I don't believe so. You, you, it's your skill set. In every
0: case. In every case.
2: In every case. It, it's your skill set. Because, you know, I've, yeah, yeah. I, I've, done, I've done them all. I've done them all. See, I don't agree with that at all.
0: You're just saying that from your experience.
2: I'm doing it from my experience. I don't right. know about anybody else. You know, they can live with that, you know, in, in their mind at all the time. Like, oh, I'm not going to get it because this person is this color.
1: I think, like I said, it's all about the individual and how they how they feel about it, too, because I believe the Bible says so is a man thinking his heart. So is he? So I agree with that concept that if you blank your mind out to say this is what I believe and this is what I feel, then that's pretty much how you're going to see things. I do agree with that 100 percent. But I also know through experience and some of the things that I've experienced, I've seen situations where these things have been implicated. There are things like even people. Uh, Say if a person trying to get a job and he's been locked up before and most of the people, the majority of the people that are locked up Mm. are are black, African-Americans. That's your majority. And then you have Hispanics as well, but they coming in, you know, behind the black. There's more African-Americans locked up. Uh, then you got a small percentage of Caucasians. So when you look at that scale, then you have brothers that come out of prison trying to get jobs and they go for a job. A lot of times on the job, they'll say. We don't we wouldn't give these different individuals a chance, which pretty much not saying it's about color or anything, but it kind of transfers things toward the African-American community, these brothers that's trying to get a second chance. So we have to come up with ways to try to be strategic enough to try to get these people employment and ways to try to help them. You understand what I'm saying? That's that is a reality. But I do understand where you're coming from when you say, you feel a certain way and you think a certain way. So that's the way you choose to see things. I get it.
0: Have you ever experienced racism?
2: Nope. Only with um, the so-called black person. That's about it.
0: See, it's that a, it, it's a it, mindset. It
2: is. It, you know, Ray, I have With the so-called white person or Asian or Mexican. So you telling never,
1: me you never went in Clark's store and they treated you different because you was a brother or they treated you better? We're <laughs> We were spending money, so no, didn't you? you know? I ain't gonna lie, I felt better going to Bubba so You was too young, probably yeah. you remember that. I don't know if you was there. You was young, but I felt better going to Bubba Langston than I did going to Blair, uh, Blair or, or, or Mary Alice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt better because I felt uh, I felt more accepted.
2: Okay,
1: you know, but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I definitely didn't go down the gray much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: Right, right. These
1: are inside jokes But at any rate, man um, Let's get back to it, man So you um, Okay, so you come home And you you say I'm going to get uh, I'm going to jump into the security The uh, justice global protection uh, Part of the interview Where I want to talk a little bit About what you do and, and what made you get into that
2: Okay, yeah I've been in security Like uh, on and off since 2000 2005 While I was going to school At Eastfield so I jumped into security and stuff like that. and Then I was doing it while I was in the military, also. So you know, part time. But then uh, around 2018 is when I started my own company because I was uh, working level four with a, a lot of different com- companies and waiting on work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me just create my own because you know, my own company. Then I ain't got to you know, I can cut out the middleman or just be a contractor for you know everybody. So when I do uh, bodyguard services, you know, it's like it's not a job to me. It's my passion. Yeah So I I love protecting people You know what I'm saying So it's not a job for me And that's why You know A bodyguard You know Hiring a real bodyguard Is very important For entertainers Mm -hmm. You know So they can stop Getting killed Stop dying Because you know Us guys As a security contractor We can have All types of guns To protect you You know And it's straight legal Because you know Most You know All of us Have insurance policy Mine is a two million dollar Insurance policy So You know We got to fight in court Or whatever And um I'm very skilled.
1: Yeah, and I can he imagine also. that because you was in the military so. and you was handling weaponry in the military, and now you come out. Everybody's not very skilled like you are, though. You yeah. can't put everybody in the same basket because some of these cats, these dudes ain't just going to be on your level.
2: You know what I'm saying? So you so. got to gotta train yourself constantly. So how okay. many
0: people do you have um, registered working with you in your company?
2: Oh, it's just me, and then I I got a partner that he has his own security company. So if I need an extra person, I would use him. You know okay, what I'm because
0: you know, like we did, um, we were working with. Uh, he's a fast bash, and you know, they hired a couple of people. When I say couple of people, I mean like a couple of different agencies, because you, ha- you needed at least say five, six, seven different you know security guards there working the whole mm-hmm. venue. So that's why I was wondering if someone wanted to reach out to hire you to do an event. Do you have the resources to be able to accommodate
2: that? Oh yes, I I have uh, like my my partner that has his own security company so and I only do use professionals. So it'd be him and another guy that owns another company or whatever. So I just go with the straight professionals. Okay. And you know, I cut out all that, you know, um, unnecessary mishaps, mm-hmm. You know, cuz we we are only professionals.
1: And 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 reason, um, I, I could see I like the way you do it. I mean, especially if you want to keep it to where it condensed down to where you don't have to deal with so many different people. Most of the time right now, the new wave way of doing things, carpet things, carpet America, they'll hire a whole, they'll, they'll make themselves a carpet head of a company. Then they contract out the labor with different other companies that, uh, that way they don't have, they don't, they're not top heavy. You know what I mean? So that is a new wave of way that, that, that carpet America is working where, They'll bring in, like, you will have you own your business, say, like, uh, Justice Global Protection, but then you'll contract out different things whenever mm-hmm. you get ready to do an event. Uh, and I think that's more of a modern way of doing things instead of having that top air be overhead, having all those employees and stuff like that. I really know that.
0: How difficult is it to be a bodyguard?
2: Well, I mean, if, you, if you're trained and you actually like it, it's very easy because you know what your purpose is. Like, if you look on the papers I gave you, mm-hmm. and you will see what the whole purpose is – of what a bodyguard and we know exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's to protect that client. Like when I see bodyguards fighting or big guys, let's, like that's, that's bouncers. You don't need a big guy. You know what I'm saying? You just need a professional and he has his gun so he's going to protect you. He's not going to be fist fighting. That's what the gun is for. Mm-hmm. And the insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You know wow. what I'm saying? You're of their circumstances. Okay, your main job is to protect that client. I cannot protect my client. Fist fight. You know? So say
0: you get a job, because I'm trying to walk through um, what your thought process is or what do you do do research on the person? Like, say, um, 50 Cent come in town and say he wants a personal bodyguard. And um, say, okay, cool, you took the job. What is your next step? What do you do to prepare yourself to do? You just go in there and say... Because you have a gun, you just protect him, or do you? Because I be thinking about Whitney Houston and (laughs) bodyguard as well. The way how he, you know, he checks everything out. He does all of that. He does his research. I'm just checking to see what exactly do you do.
2: Well, I mean, I I do my research on him, and then I know all of his enemies or whatever, and I'm just always, you know, scanning. If I'm with him, I'm always scanning. I'm always looking, you know, see who's around, not letting anybody get too close, you know, and then uh, I got my gun. And
1: he's serious about it. And, and, and let me ask you this. So you uh, as you as you're doing these jobs, you know, um, I know you get a lot of rappers. The rappers are the ones that's been really, really catching it as far as uh, dying and, and different beefs and different things that are challenging for them. Um, OK, so when you look at like uh, Nipsey Hussle or Young Dolph or just say Nipsey, when he gets killed in front of his place, if he would had you there. Uh, uh, it would have been less chance of that happening. It wouldn't have never happened.
2: You know what I'm saying? See, the thing is, a lot of them have that pride, that thug pride. When you're a celebrity, a star, get you a real bodyguard. Regardless of what, it don't take away your hardness. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody else does. Yeah. You know, hire you a real bodyguard.
1: You know, and then you, your life will, you know, value your life. So when you look at, like, Dolph, when they ran in there on him, you would have been just standing outside or standing in a way to where you was protecting that whole issue from even happening. I'd have been outside with my AK,
2: outside the truck, looking, looking. And if something would have popped off, I'd have popped off. But, in some, cases,
0: but in some cases, people can have a bodyguard and still end up, you know, in a detrimental state.
2: Well, it's all depends on the professionalism of the bodyguard. Like I said, you have to have the right bodyguard. And when you choose me? You choose the right one.
1: When when you look at when you look at that, and 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 I'm just I'm I'm try, trying to understand like um, each situation counts for something different, right? All right. So if you if you if you just standing in a parking lot, or if you go say, and, and I use "dolph" because they just so just happen, you know, you walk in, he walks in and get his uh, whatever he's getting his cookies or whatever. And, and you know already that, that you need to be watching out for him. So you don't, you don't get, you're you definitely not getting cookies. That's for sure. <laughs> you basically stay outside. Or if you is inside, you focused on whoever trying to come up. Or well, would anybody. you have been
0: inside or would you have been outside? I'd have been right beside him. So you would have been inside? What,
1: wherever he's at,
2: that's where I'm at.
0: And a case like that, they walk up and start shooting. You could have got a I'm, shot too.
2: No, I'm already looking you know, for, for, for activity like this, suspicious activity. So I'm looking at people. If you're reaching, I'm already on top
1: of it. Which makes sense.
2: I'm already on top of it.
1: Which makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day, you got to understand that this is his job. This is what he's trained to do. This is what he's there for. So it makes sense to me.
0: But I always think about it, no matter how trained or how bad you think you are, there's somebody out there even more cunning and better than you are.
2: I grew up watching Westons. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. My job is to protect that person. And when I see suspicious activity, guess what?
1: Yeah, it is it's going down. It's going down. Remember rifleman? Yeah, yeah, I remember do I <laughs> do I remember rifleman? I'm just saying. You talking about Chuck uh Connors. Remember we're not police. We're not taxpayer funded employees. Yeah. We are
2: paid to use that thing.
1: You understand? Yeah. yeah. And that 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 and <laughs> So as you keep when you start to to to, to see that the the importance of uh the 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 fact of your job, I know different celebrities because you send me pictures and I know that you end up having to protect these people. You know you're putting your life at risk when you're doing this job.
2: Exactly. That's 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 what I signed up for. It's my passion. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's what I'm gonna do, protect that life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, saying? no, and I get it.
2: And that's why I always continue to do my training. You see that, tactical
1: pistol. Got to stay on particular. top of. You know what I'm saying? How so, often do you have to renew your uh, license? Every
2: and... every year, but you know you, you're gonna continue to train.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's, it's
2: it's muscle memory. Yeah. So you continue to train and you continue to research and learn. You know and follow the laws. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, I cringe at the fact, man. I, I definitely, I, I think about your safety and everything else that goes along with that job. That's a very serious job. I mean, paying pretty good. I watched, I looked at the paperwork. They ain't playing without that pay, boy. They got, yeah. you got to come up with some money. You can't just, no, you can't just call no security. And uh, every, how do people get a hold of you if they want to hire you to be their security guard?
2: Well, they can email and I i or their, call. Or their
1: bodyguard.
2: You know, word of mouth, you know, different people
1: what do you think about uh just um you do you feel like we could uh we could be in a good place when it come down to uh just our police department and stuff like that oh yeah uh you 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 think that we you know you think do you see issue with any other stuff that goes on with the police department well most of the time it's just with criminals right <laughs> yeah well well some people have been shown not to be the criminals basically uh, the body cams that they
0: have on and the things the that body they show cam, sometimes but, but
1: we see that yeah we had an incident over uh, uh, in the neighborhood where I'm at and uh, where, where it ended up being a, a bum deal and that police officer got 20 some years uh, oh, okay. in prison so we do have cases out there uh, where you know because it's a lot when you're having to deal with going from a traffic ticket to a place where people are murdering people and right. having to assess these things I think mentally it's draining yeah I mean it depends on you know like the way, you know, you carry yourself sometimes, too.
2: You know, like, just obey. Like, like, the police pull me over, I just put my hands on the steering wheel, and yes, sir, no, sir, and let them reach. I don't reach for nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't as a pro. Yeah. But you
0: got to think about this, too. Um, we're all human beings, and sometimes, just like when we go to, you said it before, you've been to a hotel, and I know that it's two different cases where a police officer, they have your life. In their hands, someone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But then you go to a hotel, and because somebody's having a bad day, they treat you crazy. They, I mean, you can feel it the animosity that they have towards you, and they don't even know you. So imagine a policeman who might have had a bad day, get into it with his wife or somebody exactly. else, and they're going to take it out on you. But then we look at police officers as above certain things because you have a certain type of job where you need to leave whatever you went through out the door, but you're a human being. How many of us can actually do that? Well, you, you
2: just got to do your part, you know, for your safety. You know, police have guns. You shouldn't be arguing with a person with a gun. You understand? So it's, it's how, you know, you, you carry yourself around the police. You know, if you haven't done anything wrong, you shouldn't be nervous. Just let the police do its job. You know, and you keep the situation calm. Like I said, you don't know what, he, what kind of argument he had before he left home, what she said to him or he said to him, you know. So you just got to do your part for your safety.
0: But I feel that some police officers, they, um, they feel a certain way when, say, example, they walk up and all of a sudden automatically somebody's recording the whole thing, have their phone up recording although it is that person's right to record, right. but they feel like, oh Lord, here, here we go again. Or you know what I mean? It, it becomes a certain, the, the, the atmosphere changes from being okay to escalate it a little
2: bit. Right, you know, it's, it's, like I said, you just gotta do your part. You know, you don't wanna bring a situation that not a situation.
0: But then some people they feel sure. don't feel safe, so that's the reason why they 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 do that. Because then, yes, you have a body cam, but is your body cam on today? Mm-hmm. Is it you know? So they want to make sure that they're s- safe and secure, so to say. Right.
2: I mean, everybody want to go home at the end of the day, exactly. even a
1: police officer. So you
2: just got to carry yourself a certain
1: way. How long do you think you gonna keep on being on uh, in, on this side? You got to take a risk at some point because you've been. Actively in, in, in duty, uh, you've been to wars. You've been you. You now you dealing with this. Uh, what when? When are you gonna? Or how long do you plan on? Uh, you know, doing this type of job? Probably until I'm a hundred. <laughs> you gonna be out there with a hundred with a with a, with a mini club? Because I I I eat great,
2: and you know, eat my vegetables, my mm-hmm. carrots, my celery. So you know,
0: my health is great. Are you gonna turn this job over to your kids? Just
2: to- that's what the plan is. You know what okay. I'm saying? This knucklehead of mine, I'm studying, trying to push him to. How like old is he? 23.
0: Oh, so he's old enough. He should be right by your know, side he, doing it.
2: Well, he's, right now he's in a, um, the Air Force Reserve. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to get him to go active in, in a couple months, you know. So. I like
0: it. So he's following in your footsteps somewhat.
2: Yes, well, I'm making him. You're making <laughs> him. You know, I made him so I can make him do what so, I
0: want So, So you see that case, people always say, why are you making your child do certain things? Because, like, you're trying to live through them.
2: Well, the thing is, people don't have a problem making their sons thugs.
1: Wow, it's <laughs> you know a lifestyle. So you know, well, why not do something positive?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, hey man, thank <laughs> you, man. So how can people get again? How can people get a hold of you if they' trying to get get uh, your services? One more time.
2: Well, you know, you can go online or by word of mouth or you just call four six nine six hundred four one three nine. Just as Justice Globe Protection Services.
1: Man, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show, man. You know, we love you here at Boss Talk 101. All right. you that. all, you family. You already was family before it was a Boss Talk, before any of this. When I know your dad. I know your granddad. I know everything man. about you. So, I know they looking down on us and saying, hey, man, you know, yeah. good to see them guys trying to do something worthwhile, if it, if at all anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. from where we come from.
2: exactly.
1: Man. Check dirt. it, man. <laughs> <Dirt roads. laughs> it's been another great segment of Boss Sog 101. Right. And
0: we have...